0: You're listening to Coaching After Dark with Coach Kim and Friends,
1: the morning show for night shifters. Hey, hey, night shifters.
0: Go it's going on to Show. it's going good it's a new moon it's a new moon it's a new
2: moon
0: <laughs> hey, <so> that's right <laughs> C. A. howl at the moon with us
3: <laughs> oh oh, 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 oh. Ooh, I like that howl CA <laughs> <laughs> I was a little moon sick though you know sometimes I get moon sick you know that Kim
0: yeah, she get hung over, drunk off the moon. I too. Okay. You say he ain't there He'll holler at the moon. He'll know about getting drunk off of it. Pour him a cup.
2: Yeah, yeah. Pour <laughs> me something.
0: what you say? It take a little bit more than the moon, CA.
2: Just just a tad.
0: <laughs> um, okay. Oh, wait, favorite part of Puff Mistress, if y'all have one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. I'll let Risa go first. Are we playing this one recorded? Yeah. Oh, go first, Isha. I got to clean mine up a little bit. No, you don't. This is after dark. (laughs) Well, uh,
3: my favorite part was the toys. (laughs) know, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love the display of the toys on the table. I like the big daddy one even though Puff Mistress was like, uh-uh, it don't take all that. <laughs> I was like, sometimes every
0: other Friday, it might be all right. Yeah, every other Friday. What does he Yeah, at? Yeah? He need to hurry yeah. and come back on this line. <laughs> he even got it. <laughs> you back now? I'm back now. Okay. Oh, uh, <laughs> the favorite part from uh, Puff Mistress uh, broadcast.
3: Uh-oh, he gone again.
2: I'm
1: here. Oh, you here. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so my favorite part, Tantisha said my first favorite part, I agree with her. The interactive component was very good. I like Um, But I've been stalking the website all week because she has some really pretty things. She does. And I like that she really puts an emphasis on body equality and just being confident who you are. And you guys know we've been talking, so I like pajamas, whether it's uh, the day to be sexy pajamas, regular pajamas. I don't believe that old clothes equal pajamas. So I like (laughs) that she offers a variety of stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Absolutely.
1: Stop laughing at me.
2: It's all good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I like how
0: she disowned Isha for choosing a song uh, that went against the song that she wanted for who sang it best. <laughs> she oh <my>. did! <laughs> I love when a guest can come in and, and just be like part of the family and participate in all of our foolishness. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You should come.
2: I think yeah. he's about you should in the court too.
3: Hang out. Yes. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, she said she didn't trust me no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a uh, trust. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got a favorite part? Uh,
2: I think uh, Isha found a new toy. Uh, that was my thing. She's like, look at you over there doing what you're doing, looking how you're looking.
0: Uh... Isha looking at her like biscuits and gravy. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I like, okay, like somebody got a sale.
0: Oh my goodness, that was a hot mess. Um, hey, you have your uh collective reading together? I do okay. Well, let's do that real quick before we bring in our guest. all
3: right. Y'all. Hey, y'all, it's Auntie Isha here to do the collective reading. Uh, for the week of I do not have the calendar up, y'all. It's the week of January the 22nd through the 28th. Let's jump right into it. So not only did y'all listen to my advice last week about all your different options and making a decision and going forward with it, you did and you picked your purpose. Like people are really this week are aligning with their purpose, the things that they've always wanted to do. They are walking on the wild side and I love it. And it feels like, you know, that you're young and free and, you know, it's just a lot of freedom around it. So keep going. And, you know, the road's going to get a little rocky because you're stepping outside of the box. But just remember, all is well. And you got
0: this. Oh, you we got this. I like that. <laughs> I, I have to say that as much as I used to love listening to horoscopes when I was, you know, listening to the other radio stations and stuff coming up, um, I like this better because it's quick, easy, to the point. And you know. Everybody cars go before you put the doors. Yeah. I like it. All right, so today we have um that will be joining us in a little bit, Miss Taryn Warwood, also known as Love Reigns, here in the Jacksonville area. She's a very well-known uh poet, speaker, philanthropist, anthro- oh, I was about to say anthropologist, y'all.
2: Hey, maybe <laughs> like the phones <laughs> and stuff. I don't know
0: activist <laughs> and she does a lot of work not only with um amateur artists but what really got my attention was the work that she does for our locked up youth and we all know with the state of the world today especially with our governor y'all know we're in Florida yeah. 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 and it's even all the way up Reese, I'm here Oh, uh,
1: Desantis all
0: the way up there in Philly. Are y'all getting the news
1: about him this time? Oh yeah, um, we are an avid CNN household, so I'm in the know. Yeah,
0: I'm in the know. Yeah, so that that's that's a whole other discussion. We got to make sure we tackle that for Black History indeed. Um, but as I was saying, she works with a lot of uh, not just at-risk youth, but she works with those that have already been and I hate to use the word apprehended or arrested. It has to be a better word. Maybe she can fill my vocabulary in when she gets here. But she actually works with those that are already locked up. So... Mm-hmm, and I think they're the ones that need it. So I can't wait for you to hear about her programs and what th- she does. Cool. Sorry, I was writing her back. On top of all of that, I just found out when I told our manager, Mr. Pete, who the guest was for this week, he was like, "Oh, guess what? She's your neighbor. She's in the neighborhood." (laughs) Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, so she is part of Mr. Peterson's neighborhood, which is MPN. The MPN. Okay. Yeah. So how about that? We uh, are—is it label mates? I don't even know what you call it. Station mates.
3: Because yeah. my ass was over here thinking she lived in your
2: neighborhood. Me yeah. too at first. Me too. too.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna snap That is so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, unknown
0: to us, we've already made a step towards meeting one of our neighbors. <laughs>
4: Woo!
1: <Woo-hoo. Yeah. laughs> Yay! Hi.
2: Hello.
4: Hello. Sorry for I don't know if y'all can hear the background noise. Do you prefer we call you Love or Taryn or what do you? Yeah, whatever, I mean, whatever comes to mind first is fine. <laughs>
0: okay. I, well, I know when I first um, heard about you, you were loved. This was many, many moons ago. <clears throat> and then um, you did a brand switch, and you switched over to using your name, Taryn Warwood. And when yeah. you first popped up in my timeline, I was like, who is Taryn? <laughs>
4: yeah. what, what's funny is a lot of people don't know that love and Taryn.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, so what, what prompted the brand switch? Uh, yes, I
4: hear you now. Oh, okay. Um, no, I was saying, so I think that um, Love Reigns was is definitely a, a personality um, and it is a, a persona that I take on and I've discovered over just healing and discovering myself, Taryn and Love Reigns are two totally different people. And so what i'm uh what i've been learning is, is in terms of learning trying to learn myself um accepting love right but but fully being Taryn.
0: gotcha gotcha mm-hmm. i i i find it like you have, beyonce you have Sasha, Sasha. The so Sasha pick, it's the stage and that's one persona but behind the scenes beyonce is business genius, this like mogul. So that's how I kind of see Taryn versus Love Reigns. Love Reigns right. is on stage, but behind the scenes, Taryn is like killing it business-wise, philanthropic wise, activism-wise. Like, I, I I can see that. Yeah. Um. So I brought you on for one reason in particular which to talk about your juvenile programs. But before we do that, I do want to emphasize how you also have on the love you help up up and coming artists and poets get their acts together yeah you did a um an event not too long ago I forgot the name of it but I know I helped with writing um bios
4: yeah movements of love (laughs)
0: movements of love yes can you tell us a little bit about that and if another one is coming up
4: So yeah, Movement of Love was, um, I wanted to do something. So my birthday is February 16th and I wanted to do something for my birthday last year. Um, I wanted to give back to the community. And one of the, actually the story behind it is I was doing, I was asked, I'm always. constantly asked for um, if I know artists, if I know poets, if I know a lot of people for various events in the city. And so I reached out to a couple of artists uh for a big event and i asked them for their bio and headshot and more than half of them did not have a bio or a headshot so i decided that i wanted to do something to give back to the community for my birthday and so on my birthday last year i did the movements of love which love was an acronym stand that stands for um uh lessons of varied experiences so I want, I offered free headshots and bio uh, for the community. And the main thing was, the main reason behind that was to help artists and entertainers in the community, you know, get their stuff together and, and be like, no, we've been doing this too long to, to just be doing it for exposure. Like, let's,
0: now, let's get to the nitty gritty. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about... Um, your work with and i don't know i and i hate to say like i was production i hate to say that they've been arrested but you're working with juveniles that are in the system yeah and and they're
4: all currently locked up right yeah so i work um i work with juveniles at the duval detention center on 8th street and then also there's a couple juveniles at the uh the pretrial jail downtown um, and you know, a lot of them have been charged with some serious crimes. Um, so I go there once a week uh, to both places and do creative writing workshops. And then on Wednesdays, I actually volunteer, uh, just going to have dinner with with them. Wow!
0: And that's how um, I found your group, or the honorary, or the honorary aunties.
4: <laughs> yes, yeah, the honorary
0: aunties. <laughs> <laughs> I love that group. So this is a group, and um, what's the name of the the meal program again?
4: Oh, so it's called Breaking Bread. Uh, Breaking Bread is basically where if if and this is only at the uh, the center on Eighth Street. If certain youth have leveled up to a gold shirt level, they are allowed to have dinner with their families on Wednesday nights, and it's called Breaking Bread. And they have dinner. Their families can basically bring in whatever, whatever they want. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can have dinner with them for two hours.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize it was two hours. That's pretty nice. So that gives them a chance to see their families. Is that the only time they can see their families? When
4: they no, have- they do, they have visitation on Sundays. Um, the reason I started going was because I had a... Um, there was one one particular boy who I... Kind of, you know, he kind of gravitated to me and called me mom for whatever reason. Uh, But he was 12 when he first got locked up and when I first met him and we were just I was talking to the captain over there and she was saying that um, he doesn't have people who show up for him. So I what I was imagining was you coming, you've leveled up, you've earned this privilege to, to have dinner with your family and you go into the dining hall with all of your 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 bunk mates Mm-hmm. Uh, your peers—they're eating with their families—and you have no one sitting and eating with you at twelve. So that prompted me to go. So um, I've been got—it's been since March. I've missed a couple, but um, yeah, since March I've been pretty much going every Wednesday, just going to sit with him and other other youth out there who have families coming out who either can't afford to provide dinner for them. Um, or they don't have anybody sitting with them.
0: Uh, I put I up on he, he, he's, he got into the detention center at 12. Isha R.C.C.A., can you guys imagine being 12 yeah. into the system?
3: It's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking.
4: Hey, wait, one second. I'm sorry. I'm doing an interview real quick. I just want to say hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah. So, the
0: honorary
4: aunties come in. Yeah, the on- so the honorary aunties came in, but um, it, came a- it came about because I was talking to a friend of mine, and I was just like, you know, she was like, why don't you just, why don't you get help? Because a lot of times I was just, you know, trying to front the money myself or um, cooking and doing all the things on my own because I, not because of pride or anything, but because I... Um, I don't know. I just didn't think about asking for help. You know what I mean? To, to, um, to help provide lunches or provide dinner for, um, for the young men. And she was like, well, why don't you put together a group and you know, you can call it the honorary aunties and well, you know, we'll, I'll help out and I'll make some, I'll even cook. And you know, if you, if, if you can bring meals and, and all that stuff. And I was like, man, that would be really cool. So I actually reached out to the captain at the jail. And I told her about it, and she said, "I think that that's great." And so we've been doing it ever since.
0: Wow. Yeah. And and these um and the request, you guys, is really not that much. Like for me, I know I don't have the time to be able to go down, but you know, Taryn will post something like, "Hey, we have five kids that don't have a family, or the families can't afford yeah. them." You know, and it's like, okay, this kid wants a Big Mac. This kid wants a Subway sandwich. It's not a lot, so I mean, like, right?
4: Fine. And it's nothing extravagant either, right? Like, there. I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these kids, you know, they just want the comforts of home. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them, some of them, are like, you know, can you get me a a ten piece uh, combo from Wingstop or um, a meal from Burger King or or McDonald? I need, a, you know, a Big Mac. I haven't had Big Mac in months. You know what I mean? So it's nothing. Um, too extravagant but every single week it's it's between five and six who don't have someone just there with them or sometimes they'll have the parents will um, will bring the food but then they'll just drop off and leave, and they're just sitting there you know so that's where I go I just like I actually when I went to my workshop with them last Thursday one of the girls there was saying how because um, I hadn't been able to go the past two weeks. She was saying how um, her mom's car broke down, and so for the past two weeks she's been getting meals, but she's just been sitting by herself because nobody's been able to come for her. Oh wow! So, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it is definitely something. You know, it's it's one of those things where one thing that I've learned in talking to a lot of the a lot of the youth is um, they feel like people have forgotten about them or they feel like people don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that is one of the main reasons why I just, I show up, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I know I can't do it all, um, but I feel, feel like just showing up is is a lot, that says a lot, you know what I mean? And they look forward to it. When I miss a Wednesday, oh, they let me hear it. <laughs> <laughs> when, they, when I saw them on Thursday, it was like, wait, why haven't you been coming to Breaking Bread? what's up like we we gotta do we gotta get this space game back up and going you know um because we talk we not only do we talk but sometimes we'll play games and i can bring in cards and um we just chop it up (laughs) you know for two hours and i I feel like you know that's not much to ask two hours out of my out of my week to just spend and hang out with them to encourage them you know right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: wow um I want to ask you before you have to leave about your endeavor that you did with the kids with the the writing com- the writing challenge.
4: Yeah, so every April um, is National Poetry Month, and poets from around the around the world really um, embark on a challenge, uh, a thirty day writing challenge where we write a poem a day for the whole month of April. And so this year, because I was doing a workshop with um, the youth at the, the, the detention center. I, well, I wanted to originally do it with the girls and the boys but the, um, at that time in April they had sent the girls. they only had a handful of girls and they had more boys that they could handle. So they sent the girls away to Pensacola for a few months because they didn't have they just didn't have the capacity. So I ended up only doing it being able to do it with the boys. But anyway, we did the challenge. I presented the challenge to the, the youth, um, the youth boys. And they were down for it. And every time when I showed up every week, you know, they had seven poems for me. Nice. And, you know, some of them, you know, they had them on napkins. They had them on, you know, <laughs> toilet tissue. Some had it on like book covers and, you know, in between lines on book pages, you know, because they don't they're not allowed to have, you know, they're not allowed <laughs> to have certain things. So yeah. every week. They showed up with their poem and uh, they were excited about it. And I decided to, I was like, well, what can we do with all of this work? And I felt, you know, I said to them, I said, how cool would it be for you all to leave this situation being a published author? Mm. Like, and Hey, I got my, my work in, in a, in a book, in a poetry book. Like I'm a published, I'm a published author, author. You know what I mean? Talk to me nice. <laughs> but, you know, I'm not I'm not an inmate. I'm not this, I'm not that. You know, I'm so much more than that. And it was definitely something that they took pride in. Um and we were able to 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 do it. I mean, it took a lot of work. Um, because you can imagine like fifteen we're talking fifteen boys, um and thirty almost thirty poems each, um deciphering some of the stuff that they were trying to say and, you know, making sure that they weren't talking about gang this and gang that and cussing and all that. So it was really cool. It was a really dope experience. And um, it was something that I, I was just happy to be able to do for them. And so um, once we printed the book, we just we gave all the books to the to the jail and um, the captain was like, well, I don't know what to do with them. So she sent them to the ones, to the boys who are part of the book. She sent them, sent them their books. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I said, well, we could, we could sell the books so that you can, you know, we can raise funds, especially for like breaking bread. Because right. um, Captain Harris, Captain, her name is Delmonica Harris. She's in a, She is amazing um, and, and really fights for the youth over there. So she's constantly doing stuff with them and for them to make them not necessarily to not make it feel comfortable to where they want to stay, right. Or come back. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, realizing that these are still children, not ignoring or invalidating the things that they've done because some of them are there for some terrible crimes, but that doesn't mean that they have to be dehumanized. That doesn't mean that they have to be treated um, like crap. You know what I mean? They made a mistake. Mm -hmm. We all make mistakes. And that's something that I tell them. I've, I've constantly told them from the beginning, like, I'm not coming in here like I'm holier than thou. And like, I'm better than you because I've never been in your situation. I'm coming in here to show you that you can still survive and you can get beyond whatever this is, whatever this lesson is, whatever you need to get from this moment and being set, you know, to sitting down for a moment. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to be all right, and this is not your end. You're not going to be here permanently. Matter of fact, one of, and I don't think I told you this, um, Kim, that one of the boys that I first met there in the last January, he had been there the longest. He had been there about four and a half years. He got locked up when he was 13. Wow. And he told me from the very beginning that he wanted to be a fire chief, he wants to be a firefighter. And so I decided that every time I saw him, I said, you know, I don't even call him by his name. I say, what's up, fire chief? Mm-hmm. What's up, fire chief? And he would always, he always smiled and he would always say to me how that poured into him. Um, so two weeks ago, he actually got out of jail. He got released. And one of the first things that he said was the class that we did helped him to stay inspired and stay motivated mm. and he was going to get out because he was there for some serious charges and i said to him i said to me that ain't nothing but god mm-hmm. because at the end of the day god got the last word i'm not here to judge you because they were asking you know have you looked up our chart blah blah, blah 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 i don't first of all i don't care about your charges right i don't that's not what i'm here for i'm here to to pour into you and i'm here to give you hope mm-hmm so if you they choose to tell me about their charges, then that's fine. I don't stop it, but I don't look up their charges. I don't look up their names because I don't, it's, I don't care. Right. I don't want to, I'm not going to judge you based off of your charges or what you're here for. I want to, I I want to know the content of your character. Mm-hmm. I don't care about what the the papers say. I don't even care what these, the COs say.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: I care about getting to know you as a person. And I think that that's something that, um, that makes it special.
0: Absolutely.
4: Yep.
5: Wishing I could feel you, I just wanna be your love Thinking of all of the years we spent together Wonder if they mean as much As they did to me and made you better Tell me you are bound to me forever By blood, spirit, faith, and word You to me and me to you it with a kiss on the babe for the bow breaks Only get a couple True loves Gotta get the getting Well, the getting good in our age Get somebody who will let you love them too much hm. Need to pick a fist Full of pretty purple nightshade Only blossoms in a black dawn I've been picking petals Got eleven saying Yes, you really love me Eleven saying Yes, you really love me a lot Vines My free and wild arm Untamed and unruly Cause you have not tended to me For too long Six sleeps past. Since we last talked I start to cry when I think without me you might be better off Cause you seem better off I can advise myself, when every shade of green tells me to go somewhere else. Dewdrops sprinkle silver glitter on the garden. Flora odors carry subtle notes of something noxious. I'm swaying while I walk and absorb the aromas of a little love garden. Deep breath her toxins waiting in the brush. Pushed up by corpses of the fallen baby and his heartbroken mother. Another day, another faded, wrinkled up dollar. Seal it with a kiss on the bed for the bow breaks Only get a couple true loves Gotta get to getting while they getting good in our age Get somebody who will let you love them too much Knew mm. to pick a fist full of pretty purple nightshade Only blossoms in a black dawn I've been picking petals, got eleven saying yes you really love me Eleven saying yes you really love me a lot Vines, my free and wild arm Untamed and unruly cause you have not tended to me for too long Six sleeps past Since we last talked I start to cry when I think without me you might be better off Cause you seem better off
0: Absolutely. So, how do we get this book? I know I already ordered mine.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Right. They should. You should be getting. So, I mean, I guess right now because it's not, um, it's not really formal. Like, there's no formal anything. Like, we don't have it posted on, um, Amazon or anything like that. Because one, because they're minors. Um, I think there's a lot of red tape that we probably would have to go through. You know, to get permission from parents and all that stuff. So that's why I was like, I told the captain, I was like, you know we can sell the books and then I just give y'all the money. Um, so right now people can just, they can don't, you know, send the cash app to, uh, to me, which is I am love reigns. I am I A M L O V E R E I G N S, am And I can ship the book or you can actually go to the, to the detention center um, to get the book. Well, let me, ask, I got to Let me ask permission about that first. Cause I don't know if the captain would be like, Hey, you got all these random people coming up here asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but wow. uh but yeah so right now you know and i can because they have the they have the books so i would because i'm there every week i can get the books from her and just and mail them up
0: okay I know i've been hogging all the questions does anybody else have questions
3: i do um hey love hey that is definitely your name after hearing your wonderful story and how you are helping the community. So that's the one I feel comfortable with. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But how do um how how would um people get in contact with you if they wanted to become aunties or if they wanted to give, like Kim said, if you didn't have the time.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I can I can definitely add you on the group. Um, I think the group is public, but it's just the it's, it's called the honorary aunties. Or if you add me on Facebook, I can add you to the to the group. Mm-hmm. OK, yeah. And if you add me, add me under Taryn, so it's Taryn, uh, Taryn Seaboardwood and that's T-A-R-Y-N.
1: OK, and
3: um, I'm just curious, what are the hours of the what was it called again? Breaking
4: Bread? Breaking bread, they do it every Wednesday from five thirty to seven thirty. Okay, yeah, and, and it's, I mean, it's a, they always need volunteers. So if anyone is interested in volunteering, you can actually go up to the jail and let them know, hey, I'm interested in volunteering. Because you do have to get, you can come, you can. I think you can go one time, um, like with someone, like I can bring one person with me, right, one time. But then if you want to come a second time, you have to go through the background, you know, get fingerprinted and all that stuff. If you want to be a be on a volunteer uh rotation
3: okay last question and i won't hog it like him (laughs) 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 but do you also accept uncles and cousins
4: yes absolutely listen it's open to everybody okay to everybody you know um the only thing is like you know minors can't come up to the jail uh so anyone under so it has to be 18 and older to be able to come, um, come out there. But there's always, they also do other events uh, like the captain and I were have, have kind of talking about doing possibly kind of like a, a paint a paint and sip where we do um, paint on, camp where they paint on canvases and then they write some poetry and then drink Kool-Aid. <laughs> so we were thinking about doing something like that probably um, in April um, this year.
2: Okay. That'd be
4: awesome. Yeah, and that's. I mean, it's all. They're always doing something. Last year, um, for the Fourth of July, she did a um a water day, and so each each of the mods they got to go outside for an hour, and play in the water. And I mean, I'm talking about the hardest thug, right? The hardest quote unquote (laughs) criminal was they wanted to play in the water. (laughs) Exactly. Is that hard? Right.
1: And, I mean, like you said, these are kids. They're
0: still
1: kids, yeah. <laughs> kids. So, so, wow. I want to um, just give some appreciation to Taryn because I had a slightly different um, youth juvenile detention experience. <laughs> um, some years ago, uh, fresh out of college, I was looking for my entry-level job, and they had advertised like counselor, At the Youth Study Center, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm about to get a job. I'll be counseling kids, you know. So I go to the Youth Study Center, which I later found out was Little Kid Jail. And I go to Little Kid Jail, and it was like being in jail jail. So just having the experience of being there, and as I'm getting the tour before they give you the panel interview and all this stuff. I mean, they're telling you that this group of kids doesn't like this group of kids. The fight broke out. They put the whole little thing on lockdown. And when yeah. I got into the office and they were talking about the job, I said, Y'all can
4: let me out. Yeah. I mean, and so don't, you know, don't get me wrong. It, it it that definitely happens, right? Like I it's not it's definitely not all roses and butterflies. There's been a couple of times where they've had to lock me in a room while I was there because of a fight. You know what I mean? Um so that does happen, you know what I mean? Like that is a very real thing and it's a it's a possibility every time I walk in there. Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm appreciative of, you know, the aunties who can see past that and nurture and pour into those who really need it because some children are just there, you know because of a circumstance and others do really wanna make a change. So I yeah. appreciate you.
4: I appreciate the appreciation, (laughs) but I mean, the thing, this is the other thing too. Like, you know, I remember being there one time and it literally, as soon as I, as soon as they took me into the room, um, they had to lock me in the room because a fight had broken out. Right. And I, I was in the room and I thought I heard one of the boys that was arguing. He sounded like one of my boys. And so I was bamming on the door to talk to the officer. And I said, let me talk to him. <laughs> let me talk to him. And the minute he saw my face, he calmed down.
3: Oh, wow.
4: Nice. So, I, you know, it's, 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 it's real. You know what I mean? There, there's a lot of times where a lot of them, they are a part of gangs. I had one of them who would only write, when he would write his poems, he wouldn't write Cs. Because of the thing that he, and I was like, look, I can't read that. Like, I just, I get it. But like, I'm not a part of a gang and I'm not going to tell nobody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, can you just, I need to be able to understand what you're saying. You know what I mean? And so it, it, it definitely happens. But the, the thing that, um, I think that a lot of the, even the hardest ones they need, they just want love. Mm-hmm they just want love and they just want somebody that's going to show up. They're used to people coming in and out of their lives. They're used to people who who say they're going to show up and don't. Yeah. And I think because like, you know, they built this rapport with me, even the new ones who come in, the ones who have been there for a while, they're like, "Oh, that's Miss Love. She cool. She yeah. good. She do this, she do that." You know what I mean? So it's like then they they instantly attach themselves to me because they know if even if, if I miss one or two days, Mm-hmm. They know I'm coming back that third time.
0: Yeah, that that
4: that trust. Yeah, yeah that's it. They just want trust. They just they just need consistency. consistency. And they need. And they just need people that act like they can't mm-hmm. like they give a damn. That's it. They don't even ask for much.
0: So, Ca, um, um Terrence Ca was a police officer while he was an active duty. He's retired now. So, okay. hearing this side as a former. Cop, uh, how do, how does it make you feel, or what do you see, or does it change anything?
2: Um, I mean, I I think I've always been a even as a police officer, I'm I'm still a human. I'm still compassionate. You know, I understand situations and whatnot. And being in the military, you know, I mean, you you have some guys that still claim they gang affiliated in this and that and I'm like, dude, you're in the military, you're not in the gang. Uh, <laughs> that is a gang right Uncle Sam yeah a new game so right. so let's let's act accordingly but you know I would always you know treat people like I want to be treated you know yeah you messed up you did you know ABC but I'm not here to judge you on that yeah you're gonna have to pay for that of course but as long as we're interacting I'm gonna treat you Like, I want to be treated. I'm going to treat you with respect. I'm going to treat you like a human being. I'm not going to talk down to you or act like you're beneath me because you did a a crime or something like that. So and I think that's what it uh, comes down to, because some people get a badge and a gun and abuse authority and think they're better than the next person when, you know, we're not. At, at all and you know the flip side of that my, my youngest brother has been in and out of jail I don't know since 10th grade <laughs> so uh I've always dealt with that as well so you know like you said I just want people to show up yeah they know they messed up but they don't need you to remind them of it every time you all see right. them
4: that, uh, that that part right there and just treat them treat them like humans
2: yeah that's, that's, you know? that's it man treat them like humans and um, they'll see that you're genuine, and that you're not there just to belittle them or or talk down to them, and treat them like animals. You know that's the biggest thing. And um, I don't know if anybody watched Mayor of Kingstown, but perfect example. If you ever watched that show, uh, good show. But ba- they it basically it, it depicts both sides the how the guards treat. Inmates, how the inmates want to be treated, and they know they're in there for life or or committing a serious crime. But at the end of the day, they're still humans, right? Humans. You know, and you know, I appreciate you. You know, uh, also, you know, you were the first person to introduce me on the Open Mic. Really? Yeah.
4: Wow.
2: At uh, right. I think it's called J C Supper Club or something like that.
4: Oh wow. Like, yeah, so that was it had to be last year, right? Or two years?
2: Yeah. Ago? yeah, like a year and a half ago. Wow. My very first time and you did the intro. <laughs>
0: That's cool. cherry. Huh? I said she broke your cherry.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She did that. She did. I that.
0: love it. Small world. Small <laughs> world. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you, Laren, love. I, I want I was about to say Laren. love and Taryn all together. <laughs> <laughs> for your time um I just found out I was telling the other teammates that I didn't know before reaching out to you that you are also part of the NPN network which we just joined yeah um, so I was excited to find out that we are station mates yeah <laughs> Uh when are you starting your podcast back up
4: I don't know I just uh who knows I um I do too much um <laughs> and so I'm really trying to um this year at turning 40, I'm trying to figure out balance and um, just trying to get back on track with a lot of things. Um, this The volunteer work and the work with the jail honestly took over my life, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so it, it, it definitely took over a lot of the free time that I did have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. Sometime within the next month or so, for sure.
0: Cool. Uh- well, you are welcome back here anytime.
4: <laughs> any, and our, any of our
0: live broadcasts, feel free to stop by. We'd love to have
4: you. I appreciate it. Thank you again for the invite. So if y'all, listen, one thing I, was, I would definitely say is, even if it's not here, if it's not in Duval, go to the jails, go to the, the, the youth jail, and just ask how you can volunteer. Um, ask, you know, there's, you'd be surprised how many kids, how many of these, these young um, these young folks don't know how to read? And if you just take time to just read with them, it don't, it's, it don't take a lot. You know what I mean? You can go out there for an hour a week, two hours a week, and just volunteer because they're not being treated. Um, you know, they're not being treated like humans. They're not being uh, they're really they're they're constantly either being called by their last name or a number. So one of the things that I intentionally do whenever I go, whether I'm in the, the women's pretrial jail downtown or at the, the juvenile jail, I ask them their first name and I ask them what Nick, what is their nickname or what name do they want to be called? Because they hear that other stuff all day long. Right. right. You know, so I encourage everybody to, you know, even if it's not the jail, volunteer somewhere <laughs> to help uh, help these youth man, because they need us
0: you right about that absolutely need us absolutely before you hang up Taryn who sang it best Confunction or Silk Sonic with Love Strain
4: I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Silk Sonic just because I'm I'm very very partial
5: <laughs>
1: okay. right.
0: well thank you again and if you ever need us don't don't hesitate to reach out. Feel free to give me a call or message me or whatever anytime. And uh, And I know I'll be bugging you again sometime this year for some other projects we have coming up.
4: <laughs> Absolutely. Let me know. And like I said, if anybody, if anybody wants to be a part of the honorary aunties, as a matter of fact, I'm going to change it to the honorary aunties and uncles. If anybody wants to join that group, please uh, just add me on Facebook. It's Taryn, T-A-R-Y-N. Last name is Warwood, W-H-A-R-W-O-O-D. Uh, and I'll add you to that group. Um, and, you know, if you want to come volunteer, if you want to just come and come hang out with me one Wednesday night from 530 to 730. I can bring you for the first time without you having to, you know, go through a background. Um, but if you want to do that on a consistent basis, just let me know. I can get that all hooked up for you.
0: Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, go back to your event that you're actually hosting. <laughs> <laughs> thank, you. All right, thank you so much. Thank you all. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 bye. Is she not the best? At-
2: no
3: doubt.
0: She's she, amazing,
1: amazing pro. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously. Mm-hmm. Because y'all know. I would never do that. <laughs> y'all already know. Reesey, I was picking up your vibe. I was... <laughs> you <laughs> was picking up what I was putting down? I was, I was picking up what you was putting
2: down. I'll put, send them a letter. I'll send postcards, but
1: yeah, yeah, I, I, and it's bad because we need, but I think that's why people are called to do what they do, because that just ain't my thing. Right.
0: No
2: doubt.
1: And I appreciate
0: your honesty on that. I, I was listening to our past episodes, you know, back when we did our greatest hits, and in one of the episodes, I laughed at myself because I introduced you to our guest as the queen of all things bougie, and right now, you giving off the queen of all things bougie vibes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I own all of that. I do. And I love you. we love you. you. Love you. <laughs> yeah. But I am always working on myself. Um, and I love that you are exposing me to other ways that I can possibly open myself up to other people. Um, but yeah, I'm always on the journey of self-discovery and becoming more self-aware. But I am aware that I am the queen of all things Gucci. <laughs> no, and, and we like that we don't exactly. like that
0: at all <laughs> <laughs> we have it to West. <laughs> West. and that's what i love about our our whole little circle is we we have four different perspectives um and we use we always see that when we do our who sang it best <laughs> D and D. C.A., I completely forgot your word of the day. <laughs> what is your word of the
2: day? It is okay. The word of the day is salacious.
1: Ooh, that's a good word. That's one of my favorite words. I like that. Say it again, C.A.
2: Salacious.
3: That made me roll my shoulder. You know how they use mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
1: Damn,
3: so.
2: I know. I
0: what is, what's the definition, C.A.? Um,
2: appealing or arousing and, uh, sexual desire or well, it doesn't have to be sexual but you know appealing
0: okay okay salacious, salacious. we wasted our whole episode and didn't get to use it
2: alright <laughs> it'll come back around
0: it sure will <laughs> <laughs> Reesey gonna find a way to fit it in this episode <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> All right, are we ready for who sang it best? We are. We yeah. are. Wee. Okay, so our guest voted for the remake, Silk Sonic Loves Train. So, who wants to go first? Isha, this was your thing, so you go last.
1: Okay, I want to go first because Isha always picks a song that had some kind of controversy, so she tried to open us up to World of Country, and she picked a song that we didn't want to pick. Wow. So this is like the biggest remake to me of all time. In oh. R&B. Ooh. okay. And, cause if you think about it, people you know, love this remake. My mama loves this song. Mm-hmm. Um, And little known fact, and I think 2010, Drew Hill released a uh, remake of it, and none of us even noticed.
2: So Didn't even know.
1: Just saying. Oh. Um, my pick wrong. is for, okay, is I think that the Confunction song was amazing. Mm. And I think the lead singer of Confunction is Michael Cooper, and he sang his heart out. Like, when you listen to it, you hear the emotion. He's got that gurgle raspy, I'm begging you voice on. And you're like, oh, this song is good. But then I listened to Silk Sonic, and it was that thing we talk about, Isha, where it was embodying the spirit of the original song, and it was next level. So my vote is for uh, Bruno and Anderson and Silk Sonic. Okay. All right,
0: so, the silk. All right, CA, what you got? Or you want me to go? I'll go ahead and
2: go. You know.
1: Oh, Uh-oh. No. Okay. I was ready. He was ready. Tell
2: okay. you, I was ready.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so, initially, it was a tie for me. Cause they 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 both put it down. Don't yeah, remake. Yeah. They did their thing. But the tiebreaker for me was first of all, let me back up. Okay. I mean, the song is a booty call. <laughs> it
1: is right. <laughs> yeah, it two, is. In Who, two, two in the morning. Two in the morning.
2: Now, was she somebody? laying up with somebody else? But yeah. he, he, he trying to pull out. So he trying to pull up outside. Girl, what you doing? <laughs> but but. Being that I've been to a plethora of HBCU football games, (laughs) at least nine out of ten, the band going to play this song. Yep. They going to play this. You going to hear this song at the game. And I was a band guy. I played the sax. Mm -hmm. And when I hear them drums kick in and them horns blowing, and you look to the side, you see the whole stand going side to side. (laughs) Well, it's a whole vibe. And they was holding that vibe down before uh, Silk sonic so I had to go with Confunction.
1: Okay. I love how you broke that down. I love
2: just, that. <laughs> just that was the tiebreaker for me because I couldn't pick. But then I thought about the the band. I was like, man, the some games be off the chain,
0: <laughs>
2: and they be rocking it. And that that was that was my tiebreaker right there. See,
0: mm-hmm. look at see, yeah, he had the
1: sound effects. He had breakdown. I was The, exactly. yes. hey, he gave up the ready. visual. <laughs> <laughs> and he even broke down how salacious the lyrics in the ah, song
2: That's are. my dog. That <laughs> Boom! Let's Cause, go. Because it was so arousing. So arousing.
0: Y'all, y'all sound like y'all ready for TV. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what we do.
3: Okay. We give CA the title of the most interesting man on earth. Did he just the saxophone? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well what else would you expect from an erotic poet it could not be any exactly. hey. no other instrument <laughs> You could be walking around playing the clarinet Mm-mm. so the
2: okay.
0: the piggyback off of your ca i i well, i'm gonna cut to the chase and say i too went with silk sonic along with the other ladies but my reasoning like yours with the music is i felt like Confunction, they are a band. That's why I had to keep going back and re-listening and double-checking, but they used a little bit more synthesized sounds than (laughs) Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic sounds like they did all live instruments right down to an orchestra with violins. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, Silk Sonic did that. They
2: did.
0: I I had to go with Silk Sonic.
2: (laughs) I ain't mad at at y'all. Like I said, it was a tie. It was a tie to me. I (laughs) thought about the band and the games. I was like, yeah.
0: And look, now let me turn around and jump on the side and say, Isha, this was a song I never wanted to do. Me
1: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> but you know how you know that, you know, see and I'm with CA too. Y'all know we usually we we roll together. But I feel like anytime the original artist gives shine to the remake of the song, it says a whole lot.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, Absolutely. All right, Isha. This was your monster that you created.
3: This it was okay. So for me, um, I was like CA. I was like, oh, which way do I go? Which way do I go? Cause I loved both of them so much. And with um Silk, I think they did like they did their thing on this record. Um, they played, they played homage to the old one um but i think they also put a martin take on it because i did hear a little bit of pop um i did feel like i wanted to move um with silk i wanted to dance i wanted to do a lot of movement so and then the vocals were amazing also but that you know that original was like ca said that's the classic that's the one we all know we knew when that song was playing in the living room, the lights was off, and they was in a slow dancing. And hey, don't bring your ass up there.
2: Incense burning, so
3: there people, shit going on. Yeah, <laughs> it was salacious. It
2: was <laughs> real salacious. Got that, got that black love incense burning.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Coach, Coach, can we need a sound effect for every time the word of the day is used
0: in the... <laughs> I, I'm working on the sound, but we up to like $11.80 in our little bank. So I'm trying to get a sound machine. <laughs> yeah. All right,
3: all right, let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I I did enjoy the old grown folk sound. So I'm giving it to the OGs this
2: time.
0: Whoa, nice. yeah. yeah.
2: Good breakdown. Good breakdown.
0: Thank you, thank you, thank you. Isha, thank you. You That was actually it was a really good song. I didn't want to tackle it, but but I did enjoy tackling it. So thank you. That was a great choice. Good. Y'all was not gonna beat me up this time.
2: I was you did good, girl. You did good.
0: (laughs) All right. And tonight's Marital Truth says, Dear Reese, my husband and I have been married for a little over a year now and dated two years before that. We each had our own place, but once we got married, we found a place together. And now it's us and the kids. This was like an event. The problem is, now it's bad and it's like watching the paint dry. He did divulge that he used to take sex enhancement pills before we got married and then stopped. I asked him to start back, but he hasn't. I feel tricked at this point, like he put on an act just until we got married. Of course, I just want us to figure this out and get back to being happy. I just don't know if I can go a lifetime being unhappy in that area. We need help. We are still newlyweds, and it already seems like we won't make it. Please, can you give any suggestions?
1: And it's signed, Faithful. All right, Faithful. Here's Miss Reese with the response. Before I tell my real response, Faithful, you better not be wearing no bonnet, because that's probably why that man (laughs) don't want no sex. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. I could not resist. But my advice would be six months is a long time. Make intentional time, set aside intentional time to be intimate with your husband, right? So um, explain these things in a space where you're not short and upset explain it in a time where it's just a regular conversation, make sure he knows why intimacy is so important to you, and then just start to work your way toward um, the bigger event. So maybe every night is not going to be swinging from the chandeliers, right? So what other things can he do to Express how much he cares about you, and give you the contact that you need. And then the last thing I'm going to say to you is: if he is a good husband and you really love him, seek professional help um, to make sure that you keep your marriage. And don't wear a bonnet to bed. And
0: don't wear a bonnet. Don't
1: wear a
0: bonnet. <laughs> or your well, y'all. That concludes yet another tantalizing episode after <laughs> <laughs> Coach Kim and friends <laughs> yeah oh man I thank you guys again I always have a blast chatting with y'all any final words for our listeners for tonight
2: dumb, dumb. great show love y'all
0: yeah peace out thank y'all for listening
3: have and volunteer week. volunteer your community
2: right oh. Literally. and
3: make
1: sure to indulge yourself in something salacious this week Yes. Yes. <laughs> all right good night you
0: guys good bye guys.
1: y'all all right. we'll bye.
0: see you guys in a couple weeks Yes. Yep, yep. Bye. thank you for listening to coaching after dark with coach kim if you're an artist and want your music played on my podcast send me a text at 904-323-2155 my email address is coachkim at coachkim.net. If you like to reach out to me on social media, it's at Coach Kim for Life. Thank you. Hope to hear from you soon. And once again, thanks for listening.